Hey everyone, it's Brian Porter. Welcome to the Tonecast. This is episode 77. Today we're going to be joined by Mike Delaney from Delaney Guitars. We had him on about a year ago, so we're catching back up with him and talking to him about how uh, this last year went for him and and just all the things that he went through, a little bit more about his guitars and a lot of other fun stuff that we're going to go over with Mike. Um, we'll get to that conversation in a little bit. Uh, just want to mention we have some really cool stuff going on with our pickup chooser. Uh, we talk about it quite often on the Tonecast, but it's a form on our site. If you go to our page at, at porterpickups.com, you can see the pickup chooser on there. We've got a lot of uh, great, helpful tools with that. Once you fill out this form, we'll actually be able to contact you back with suggestions for your next set of pickups. And this is a personalized suggestion. One of the people from from our shop will contact you back and let you know about uh, some models to look into and to research. So that's a that's another plug for the pickup chooser. But let's jump into that interview I had with Mike Delaney. Here we go. All right, so we're here with Mike Delaney. Mike, how are you today? Doing well. Good to talk to you. Yeah, you too. It's good to have you back. Um, I've got in my notes here, it's actually just right about over a year since we had you on the podcast last time. We were talking about dealing with the pandemic and and the industry and all that stuff. And here we are a year later, and it feels like nothing's changed in a way, right? What, what pandemic? What are yeah. you talking about? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we'll get into that a little bit later, but it's been, it's been an interesting, um, so it was August of 2020, so yeah, right about a year ago. Um, so yeah. maybe catch us up to where you've been in the last year, what, what things have been going on with uh, Delaney Guitars, and, and we'll start there. Well, it's been really, really busy. It's been great, you know, and I think we kind of talked about this a little bit the last time. The, if there's a silver lining to the pandemic, it's been that a whole lot of people decided they want to start playing guitar again. And, uh, and we've been fortunate enough to have a lot of people contacting us for a, a new guitar. So it's been the 2020 and, and so far 2021 have been the best years we've ever had um, as far as the amount of um, interest in the company and the guitars. So I'm really, really thankful for that. I, like I said, if they, if you can, if you can say anything good about what's been going on, that that's, that's it, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, it, our lives haven't changed a whole lot because we're in the shop, you know, that's what we do. And, uh, so, uh, that hasn't changed the traveling and some of the shows that we have done in the past. Now we have definitely stopped, I'm hoping it'll pick up again soon. I've got I got a feeling deep down inside that that we're going to turn this thing around and try to get back to normal pretty soon and whatever normal is. But uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and you know and start living uh, a little more typical lives. Um, I'm hoping um, yeah, it'd be great. I need a break. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I'm, I'm with you there. So, so you mentioned kind of with the sales being kind of increasing and, and just, just busier than ever. Do you have like a pulse on maybe why that is? I think, I think it's so many people have been stuck at home. They got extra money in their pocket from the government, you know, some of the stimulus checks and some of the, um, and they thought, well, you know what? I deserve this. You know, there's so many things going that they can look at and go, this is really going wrong in my life. What can I do to make myself happy? And like like I said, fortunately, a new guitar uh, has been one of those things, which I'm grateful for. You know, I mean, it's I'm glad that they've thought of us, and uh, and you know, it it just makes it kind of nice to be able to uh, 
you know, to find something good to say about it. Uh, uh, that, the people that I've spoken to are just, you know, they're going crazy. They've been going stir crazy and they wanted to do, have something to do. Yeah. So, and, you, you know, they all want to be rock stars when this is over, <laughs> I guess. I'm not sure. Are you finding that there's people who are coming to you and, and they're their first time or maybe like it's their second guitar, like they're pretty pretty early in the process? Are you getting some brand, like newbies, I guess you could say? Most of the uh, most of the people that contact us have been playing for a while. Uh, we are fortunate that we have a lot of repeat business. You know, we have clients that have been incredible in coming back every year or so to get a new guitar, but we have a lot of new people new to us, not new to playing guitar. You know, you, you don't usually go out and your first guitar is a couple thousand dollar guitar, um, and to, to go out and just kind of say, well, I, maybe I'll learn how to play this. You know, it's usually guys that are a little more established. Um, they have you know, a little expendable cash. Uh, uh, the pandemic seen to that as well. Um, and instead of, instead of doing home improvement, they're buying guitars. So, um, you know, it's just, we've been very fortunate. I think it's a good thing. When you get repeat business, it means you did it right the first time. That's the way I look at it. And <laughs> yeah. So I'm really happy about that. And people are finding the, the, the guitars um, are doing what they want them to do. So Yeah. And so would you say from a marketing standpoint, it's been mostly just your marketing is really making sure you're sending out the best guitar possible and and people love it and they tell their friends? Is that kind of the... Yeah, you, know, you know, yeah, you know, years ago, you know, we've been doing this 17 years and years ago, I, I, I tested the waters of advertising in the guitar magazines and stuff. And, you know, but, you know, you don't know what kind of return you get. You never know where, um, whether that is paid off or not. And I think the only thing that's, that really makes sense when you do that is, is if people see your name in a guitar magazine every month, you must be legitimate, you know? Because oh, there's Delaney Guitars again. Well, yeah, they must be real a real guitar company. But I, you know, I find the best way to sell a guitar is through somebody who already owns one who loves it, and they tell their friends and and artists that we have that we uh, have as endorsed artists are telling other artists that get interested, and and that's worked for us. It's worked really well. So and you know, I can't, I can't let a guitar go out that I don't like. It has to, it has to be right. It has to work. And that's part of the process that we go through with, with individuals as well as making sure that we're going to build the guitar. That's going to be perfect for them uh, and still meet, you know, the criteria that I've set up that every guitar has to, has to have. So it, it's, you know, it's not, you're not going to make a million dollars doing this. I've said that before too, but, but, you know, I'm real. I go to bed at night happy because we've had some really, really good response to what we've done over the years, and I, that's all I ask. You know, I just want it to be good. I just want people to like it. Yeah, and make it. You, when someone is going to invest a couple thousand dollars, you don't want to disappoint them. You know, and uh, and so that's the goal. Don't disappoint. Put out mm-hmm. something that they're really going to love, and that someone else is going to hear and go, "Man, that was really beautiful." I'd like to do that too, you know. Yeah. So, do you find that that's a little bit more of an authentic process, meaning that like it's not coming from you as the manufacturer, like buy my guitar, it's so awesome. It's coming from their buddy that 
it ha- doesn't have like you know he's not getting a cut or whatever by recommending yeah. your guitar. It's it's literally, and, and I'm glad it's that way because I'm not really good at. I don't like talking about myself. You know, th- doing this with you, you're a friend, and we can talk, but it's not easy because. I'm not really one to talk about myself and what I do, but I love it when other people do. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that, there's some credibility there because that guy's saying it, you know? And I put stuff out on social media every day about guitars and say, man, I'm so, look at this awesome guitar we did back in 2010, you know? But it just, every time I do it, it bugs me because I'm not really trying to toot my own horn. I'm just trying to get something out there for people to look at and and kind of just spark a little bit of interest in what we're doing, you know? Yeah. So, and, yeah. So, yeah, word of mouth is a, is a wonderful thing if, if you do a good job. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. also, it's also like the, the dark side of it, right? It's like the, the guys that go to the forums and, and rip you to shreds if it's not if it's not right or whatever. That's it might right. Be. We have we have ways of dealing with those. Guys. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we have a we have a, a, a boutique uh, gear manufacturer mafia that goes and takes care of those guys. That's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Don't say too much because you might end up. That's right. <laughs> with that's, some cement shoes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's a, that's about as threatening as you and I can get. I think, but that's um, about it. That's about it. <laughs> we'll we'll try our best. But so I guess kind of in along the veins of making a guitar that's good and that people like, um, what are the criterias that you you put for yourself and your guitars? Uh, like, what makes a good guitar? What are the things that have to be present in one of your builds if you're going to put your name on it? Well, and you know what I what I believe here. A lot of guys that just are out there playing every now and then, they some of them don't even think about those things. But every guitar has to resonate. It has to have a resonant quality to it. That's why tone woods are so important because certain woods uh, vibrate and resonate so much better than others. And and the tonal qualities of different woods. Um, are become very important in a build. So when I talk to somebody about what they want, I find out, you know, what kind of sound they're looking for. And and some guys can explain it pretty well. And other guys go, well, you know, (laughs) that guitar sound, you know? And so, um, it's a good, the guitar has to resonate. So the, from the, from the tip of the headstock to the tailpiece, there's gotta be a connection and it's gotta work. And so that's, utmost importance um and then we i'm very picky about the electronics that i use as well and and although many many people have no idea what different potentiometers do or capacitors or resistors there's certain ones that just work better than others for what we do and of course that's arbitrary you 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 building you might think a, uh, a certain capacitor is better than the one that i use you know it just depends but it it all becomes part of the sound of your instruments. Mm. So that's really important to me. Now, if I get a guy who calls me and says, I want a certain guitar, all of this is fine, but you have to use a vintage 50-year-old oil capacitor that's leaking, you know, in your in the build, you know, I mean, I'll find one somewhere and try to do it for him. But if it doesn't sound good, he's not going to get it. Yeah. You know, it, so those, and I'm using that as an example, obviously, but... But so I have certain uh, certain things that really work for me. When the guitar is done, no matter what we've done and what woods we've used and how warm or how bright or whatever that we tried to make it, it has an inherent quality of resonance. 
And so that's, that's huge. That's really huge. Mm. And then it's just a matter of, um, after that, it's a matter of just listening to what somebody wants and being able to interpret that and, and make that work. You know, you want, you need enough information to be able to win, to be able to come out and have that be the guitar that that guy wants to play. And so it's real important. So I've gotten pretty good at being able to get uh, information out of the guys that, that, you know, our clients, because it's just absolutely of the utmost importance to do that, to, to build a guitar that they're going to love. Yeah. So then, so then kind of on the topic of resonance, cause we have, uh, I have the approach of, of resonance in, in, when I talk to customers as well, where if you have a guitar that resonates really well, it's a great candidate for pickups, especially if it sounds terrible. Uh, when plugged in, because there's there's something hidden in the guitar that can be brought out with the right set of pickups, and yep. and that's the way that we kind of look at it. So, so I'm curious where um, you know the whole topic of resonance. Obviously, there's the fit and finish of the of the build. You know, the neck pockets tight and all these things. Um, maybe talk about some of the the ways that you you look for resonance, whether it's uh, in the individual types of woods or or in the build process. What are some ways where you can you know, you can start with some some wood and say this is going to be a this is going to be a rocking guitar. Well, the, there are some proven tone woods. There are tone woods that just make sense. They really work. And depending on what you want tonally, that's where you start. So if somebody says, "I'm looking for that real bright, clean, crispy tone," I'm immediately going to say, "Let's build the body out of swamp ash because it's a snappy, crispy tone. It doesn't get muddy at all." Um, and I'm just talking about wood now. I'm not talking about electronics. You know, it's just it's and it's it's a good resonant wood, and and you got a fighting chance of of that being a a, a good uh, starting point for a resonant guitar. And then when I do my bodies and stuff, if I do a two piece body, um, I use two pieces from the same board. I mean, I I get long timbers and cut everything and mill everything in the shop. So I may get, um, you know, 10, 10 foot long, 12 inch wide, uh, swamp ash boards from somebody. And then I, I take those and I cut them sequentially and I number them. And so that I know if I'm going to do a two piece body, they are going to be two consecutive pieces out of the same board, out of the same tree from the same forest, same continent. Um, because they they inherently have the same or very similar, the moisture contents the same, the density is you know they're the, from the same place. So you have a fighting chance of them not fighting with each other, mm-hmm. or one piece being twice as heavy as the other, even though it's the same wood. If it, it could, you know you, you can get big variations in weight and density and all of that. So. Um, that's something that I, that's the very first thing that I do. And if you look at videos from some of the large manufacturers, and uh, you'll see them in the shop, and they'll have a, a pallet full of billets of wood, and they'll go grab two billets. Now, whether those two came from the same place or not, who knows? But you want you know th- I, you just take that little extra step to do that and and match those and you're going to have a better guitar right from the very beginning the very first thing you do and uh, and then and i tone tap every piece of wood mm-hmm. so once i once i cut things i i tap them for the to tone to see if they ring 
and they'll ring with a certain frequency and a certain uh, a certain note, and and I can make sure that they're going to be compatible with each other. So it's it, you know a lot of guys think it's just nonsense, and you just hey just slap that thing together and let's go. And I suppose if you add enough volume and enough pedals, it won't matter anymore. But <laughs> but um, we want to start off with the you know with the best possible scenario, and then. I'll tell you right now, I personally think if you do a, a bolt-on neck and you do it right, it's as good as any set neck, maybe better. Because when you do a set neck, it's wood on wood, but there's a layer of glue in there as well. And that glue, as, as little as it is, it's still disturbing the resonance. You know, it, it's not helping it. And if you do a, a, a bolt-on neck, it's wood on wood and nothing else. You know, you've got some bolts holding it in there, but you got to, if you do it right, it's a great, you know, you can have a great, great success with making that resonant and it'll, it'll sustain well. It'll, it'll just ring for days. And every guitar before they ever get plugged in half the time before they ever get any electronics. If I, if I have a neck on it, I can put some strings on and start plucking and I, and I'll put my ear down on the, uh, on the upper bout. You can just put it down there, and you can you can hear the resonance in the wood. You can hear if that vibration goes for a long period of time or just goes for a, a little bit. And you know you can just stop right there if you don't have anything ringing. You got to fix that before you go any further because yeah. that's the key. You know, Leo Fender was a huge, huge believer in in resonance, and I think some of the things he did might have been lucky, but. I'll take that. You know, I mean, it turned out there were great ideas. It turned out to be really good things that he did to make a resonant guitar. And some of the woods he used are used to this day, and they're fantastic woods. So, um, so yeah, so that, that's where it all starts. And then because I'm a small builder, and I know that you can relate to this, we have the the luxury of being able to do these things where a giant manufacturer who's trying to put out thousands of guitars in a week they don't have the time to do that or the interest maybe i don't know I, you know i can't speak for those guys because i don't know those guys but um you know we we've got the luxury we've got the ability to do that and that makes our guitars better you know i mean that's just plain and simple we've got a fighting chance of putting out a good product because we take the time and you kind of get to know the instrument as you're building it you know and it it, it, it makes a huge difference. It really does. Yeah, and I, I, I'm curious, kind of like, because I'm I'm with you on the wood resonance thing, and and I'm just like, there's, you know, there is a night and day difference, and I'm curious where that like, sort of, uh, I, I call it an internet myth or a legend, where it's like, you know, wood tone woods don't matter on electric guitars, and and I'm just sitting here like, you know, they too, they matter a lot because how many duds have we all played that just you know, maybe it's covered in a bunch of paint, but maybe it's just the woods are just horrible, and they're you know they're they're slapping together like sixteen pieces of of yeah. uh, of alder in quotes, you know, <laughs> whatever whatever it actually is, who knows? But yeah. but I, I, I'm curious, <laughs> of, like I'm just curious where some of these things came from, and and as a as a builder, do you find yourself having to fight some of those type of um, you know I heard it on the internet kind of things? Yeah, and you know what I tell people is, you know, you, you can take certain musicians and they can make anything sound really good. You know, you can take the biggest dog of a guitar, 
and and if if Jeff Beck plays it, it's going to be really good, <laughs> you know. And it's one of those things, but but he, it's so much easier for him to do that if he's got a good guitar to begin with, you know. And so that's that's when I when I start talking to to potential clients, we go through this, and and I tell them, they say, well, you know, well, let's just make it out of uh, you know whatever pellet wood, you know. Well, no, we're not going to do that, you know. Um, uh, and I and I try to explain the philosophy behind it and the kind of my mantra and stuff. And most get it, and some don't. And you know, there's some that we end up not building instruments for just because they think I'm nuts or something. They just think, mm-hmm. you know, this guy's full of crap. He's just trying to make a lot of money, telling me all this nonsense. But, and I mean, you talk to different luthiers, and everyone has a little different take on it. You know, it's everybody says, you know, some heed a lot of uh, 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 credence to this, and others say, no, nah, it's just not that important. I don't. I'm not going to bother with that. You know, and so if most people, you know, just because you read it on the internet doesn't make it true. And most people, <laughs> you know, forget that sometimes, you know, and, and it's, whether it's about guitars or about anything, it's, uh, it's one of those things where you do some homework, you know, learn about woods. I've been, I've been dealing with wood since I was six years old in one capacity or another. My dad and I used to sit on the front porch and carve and stuff when I was a little bitty kid. And you you learn real quick, carving a piece of oak is a whole lot harder than carving a piece of pine, you know. And, and when you're six, that makes a huge <laughs> difference, you know. <laughs> and so it's one of those things that I've learned over many, many years that there's something to this. And, you know, and it's just one of those things where I just truly believe it. And that's the way I run my business. And that's the way I build my guitars. Yeah, and fortunately, knock on wood, we've been very, very fortunate that other people have found that too, and and said, "Yeah, your guitars sound pretty good." Yeah, and I think I think people like talk about mojo all the time, and I, I don't really buy into the mojo part of it so much as as I do just the attention to detail and the quality and the the fact that someone's sitting there just working out each guitar. Um, I think that that goes a long way, and I think that's probably what people are ultimately missing when they're buying something off the shelf that maybe just doesn't have that, you know, to the guitar. Yeah. And you know, I, I'm a firm believer that there's magic in doing something by hand and that there, that there's a certain, you know, if, if you put, if, if I, as a builder put everything I can into building this guitar and, and love and sweat and, and then that's going to, yeah, I know that it's, there's nothing, scientific that says anything that it's going to happen but i know that that's going to help you know and if the guy who's receiving it or the gal who's receiving it uh is the same way then you you know you you can there can be magic there there really can and you know a lot of that is just people's thoughts and ideas and a lot of it i think is true you know it's i know that people there are some people that would be stopping the podcast right now going Oh, this guy's just full of it, you know. <laughs> I'm and, gonna, I'm gonna and, go on the internet and trash his guitars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he says there's magic in his guitars. What is he talking yeah. about? Right after he but, said yeah, something just, about these tone woods being so, you know, so great and matching them. I don't get. I don't get this. Yeah, and it's just you know what I expect that, and I don't. I certainly don't belittle anyone for it because not everybody spends um, as much time and and years dealing with it as we've done you know and so it's 
you know, and it, it, whether it was just, I would love to go back and talk to my wood teacher in junior high school because I think he'd be so proud of the fact that I got it. I finally got it. You know, he was one of those guys that, that God, it just, everything was so cool about wood and whether you're making a checkerboard or a candlestick, it didn't matter. It was just, this is so awesome. And, and what a great job. And, you know, you're, he was one of those guys. And I think if, if I could go back and talk to him now and he could see that I ended up, my life ended up being surrounded by, sawdust you know i think he'd be really really excited yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's it, it's kind of neat you know it, he was a great guy and he had you know when you're growing up you never know that someone's going to have an impact on you like my stupid wood teacher did you know it, it was it was just one of those things um same with musicians you know you get first time you hear somebody you, you have no idea that that may be the guy that changes your life you know listening to his music um or his message through his music, you know? So we take all of that stuff seriously. And, you know, our endor- if you look at our endorsed artists, they're all not only great musicians, but they're incredible people. And uh, that I think that just is part of the deal. It's just, it, it's good um, all around, you know, as far as we're, the message we're putting out, whether it be through somebody's fingers in a guitar or what we're saying to people about whatever, we want it to be a positive and good thing. And, and the guitars are part of that. Yeah, I agree. And I think that obviously the world needs some, some positive and non drama related things to talk about at this point. You think? Uh, it's <laughs> been, and I do think there's something, you know, to, you know, a little bit of a sidetrack here, but something too, like you were mentioning the music part of things, right? We lost a lot of music in our culture over the last year and a half. Um, you know, people weren't going to live, live shows or bar gigs or, or anything. And I just, I can't help but think that did affect our society as a bigger, as a bigger whole, right? Because we were not consuming this stuff and, and music is, is definitely a thing that a lot of people disagree on, but there's also aspects of music and concert that people from every walk of life would come together and just watch a show, um, you know, in a time where no one can seem to agree on anything at this point. Um, yeah, music, live music got replaced with people sniping each other on the internet, you know, yeah. and on social media. And, um, you know, you're right. Maybe I don't want to listen to that particular art. He's not my favorite artist, but um, there's something about music. You know, they say it's a universal language. They say all of those things are true because you can have somebody in the room who, who speaks a completely different language, doesn't understand a thing you're saying. You don't understand a thing they're saying, but boy, you put on a good guitar record and, and both of you are going to be smiling and just kind of going, yeah, Hey, that's bad. Ah, yeah. yeah. You know, you're going to, it's, it's something that you can share and you can uh, have in common. And I, that's how I met my wife, you know, Val and I met through music and a few other things involved too, but, but uh, but we had a we both had a, a huge love of music, and uh, it became just something that we had in common that we could bond over, you know, and become uh, closer uh, about, and turning each other on to different musicians and different genres of music and stuff. That was part of that was part of our courtship, you know what I mean? It just that's just part of what we did and how we got to know each other. It's. Uh, it's a good thing. And I think if you go into a house that has no music in it, you'll know immediately. It's just, a, you know, 
it's just a, a completely different vibe about about it. And uh, you know, I've, I've been in, I've been uh, exposed to homes like that, and it was tough because they had no, there was no joy, you know. And and so yeah. Anyway, we got we got real philosophical. Today, no, we did. We? That was that was that was super deep. <laughs> so we're here for guitar tone and life advice from, uh, from right. Brian and Mike. Deep thoughts today. with 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 Brian and Mike. <laughs> A bunch of guys who sniff sawdust on occasion. So yeah. tr- you know, trust trust us with what you what you feel comfortable. Obviously, yeah, that that, that walnut sawdust will do it, man. Oh It'll man, I, I I have a I have like a handful of sawdust that I can't stand. My my most hated sawdust is not for allergies, but for smell is actually black limba. Um, yeah, I, it smells like cat pee when you sand it. Um, I, I got one that's worse. Okay, and what is you'll it? Have, if you haven't tried it, you'll have to. There's a. It's an incredible tone wood that none of the big guys use because you can't get it like by the truckloads. You got to get 300 board feet at a time, you know. But it's called imbuya, and imbuya is an African wood beautiful resonance it's like a really really sweet mahogany but when you cut it it smells like dirty feet i mean really dirty (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like oh man and you know cut that and then cut some brazilian rosewood and it's like night and day yeah you know my my favorite thing now is i've got a bunch of uh, roasted um ash swamp ash uh, and I'll just I'll just take it on the sander and start sanding it, just a chunk in the corner, and it it, it smells like IHOP. You know, it smells like <laughs> the most incredible <laughs> maple syrup you've ever had in your life. You know, uh, roasted maple. It's just incredible. Just yeah. fantastic. That's great. So so if you didn't think Mike was crazy by now, then you know that just pushed pushed you over the edge. You know, sniffing uh, maple syrup uh, body blanks. Yeah, maple and- syrup. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, that's, this, that's the perfect way to prove that I'm not crazy is just find go get a piece of, of roasted maple and put it on the sander and you will become my best friend. It is just amazing. It's unbelievable that <laughs> the odor that comes it does. You think I got to go get some pancakes. Why do I want pancakes right now? Right. You know, it's just an incredible <laughs> thing, but it's great. Yeah. So I, I keep, I keep it around whether I'm using it or not. I, <laughs> So maybe throw we, a little bit on there. Maybe we need to start a line of uh, scented candles that is is all the different sawdust flavors. You know, it's uh, just I'm thinking potpourri. Potpourri. Yeah. You know, you put them in a little bag and hang it in the closet. That's right. And if you go in the closet, you just take that bag between your hands and 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 uh, mash it up a little, and it'll smell like breakfast <laughs> or cat pee if you if you choose or to cat pee, yeah, yeah, yeah if you choose yeah, to do that you get that in booyah and it'll smell like dirty feet which that's, it may have smelled like already that's right you know? <laughs> exactly maybe it's yeah yeah maybe just like it's a it's a reversing effect you know two wrongs make, you, make a right or whatever it cancels it out <laughs> exactly so so uh, i guess uh steering the ship back a little bit here too sorry you know you're fine sorry about that uh, we, yeah it's <laughs> It's Friday. We're we've had long weeks, so this is yes. this is what the the people get uh, for us recording a pro- podcast on Friday that's, afternoon. So that's right. Um, but how would you um, you approach your your guitar design? So so you're you're talking about the wood. You're talking about the resonance and all that stuff. When it comes to making, you have quite a few models. You have um, so how, how would you how do you usually approach guitar design? Do you sit there with a, a pen and paper? How, you know, kind of take me from the, the original concept to what actually becomes a guitar. Well, the, the way it started out was 
I, I liked some of the traditional styles, the body styles, you know, who doesn't love a Telecaster, but I didn't want to build Telecasters. Fender does that. And, uh, you know, and I love Les Pauls, but I didn't want to build Les Pauls because Gibson does that and they don't take kindly to other people building their guitars. So I, I, I would take, I would do the Delaney version of that, you know, uh, we've got a, a guitar called our Big Sky model, which is very Tele-esque, but it's got a special cut on the bottom that originally was there for a, a very good reason. It wasn't just an aesthetic thing. It has become an aesthetic thing, which I'm, I'm thrilled about. People recognize our guitars because of it. Um, but So I would just want to change or do, do my version and, and kind of... I give a nod of nod of my head to Leo Fender or, or Les Paul or whoever uh, by saying, you know, you got great guitars, and here's what I have done with it. You know, so uh, that's how things started. And then there's other things that have come up where through different clients who've wanted certain things, uh, models have been spawned from that. So somebody's, you know. They're, they're saying, well, I really would love to have you build me a guitar, but I don't want one of these five models that you have or the whatever. Um, I've got something in my head, you know, or I drew it on a napkin or whatever. And um, and it, we go from there. But So the ones that have actually become models that you'll see on the website um, are ones that have kind of been popular and stuck and people enjoy and are our take on traditional guitars as well as, you know, we've got one that we call the Wedge, which is my version of a flying V. doesn't look like a flying V at all. It has, a, it has roughly a V shape, but it's what I was thinking of um, in, in place of a, a big clunky flying V, you know. Um, a, a good friend of mine that I grew up with and played music with uh, did the design for the, this thing. We, he and I back, went back and forth. And he's an incredible artist as well as uh, just a real creative guy. And uh, we came up with it. So it's, but that, it all started off with, man, I'd love to play a flying V, but man, look at the, those, those V, the, the wings are really, man, they're in the way. They're clunky for me. You know, what can I do differently? So that's how stuff like that has, has come about. And that wedge, you know, I mean, Johnny Winter had one, you know, it's just, we, we've been very fortunate that other people have said, ooh. That's all right. Yeah, let's do that. Let's go buy that guitar. You know, um, yeah. So that's that's kind of how they've come about. Or I'll just kind of get an idea and go, man, that looks really good. But what if I just skewed it up over here and down over here? You know what I mean? And we do that with our F-hole designs. You know, I don't like doing traditional F-holes on my guitars. I mean, I'll do it. But if we got something else that we can do that'd be really cool that might mean something to the individual that's getting the guitar by all means I mean, let's do that you know yeah so yeah that's cool so do you actually go through the process and get like a a template cut out or how, how can how far do you go down before you either approve or or throw away a design um it depends certain things i know i'm going to use and i'm going to I'm going to use more than once and I'll immediately make templates. I do MDF or, or plexiglass templates depending on what it is. Um, uh, pick guard designs. We've done some pick guards that were takeoffs on other pick guards uh, that we knew if we're going to do this style guitar, 
we don't want to use that same exact pick guard. We did a different pick guard. And, um, and, and I'll make the templates for those so we've got them. Uh, others that I know this is going to be a one-time deal, I will sketch them out and put them. I've got them in drawing sketchbooks, but I don't do a template unless it comes up again. If it comes up a second time, it's going to get a template. Gotcha. Okay. Because yeah. that that means that means it could come up a third time, <laughs> and we you know we want to be ready because otherwise it just takes forever. Yeah. So yeah. Do, do you find yourself needing to limit the number of models or shapes that you have, or do you, do you kind of just once once you get one, you just kind of test the waters with it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't. I haven't really thought about that. I just kind of done it, and and uh, and if 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 we sold a few of them. We make it a model, you know. Uh, the very first guitar I ever built uh, is now the Big Sky model, which is basically our takeoff on a telly. Um, uh, and it, it was, and I knew that would be a model just because it was the very first thing I came up with. It's it's, it's been tweaked a little since then, obviously, but but uh, I knew that that would be a model, and it's been a great one. You know, Mike Zito plays his signature guitar is a Big Sky. Uh, uh, Jeremiah Johnson plays. Uh, a version of our big sky model and uh, a bunch of other folks, but it's, it's, uh, it's been a really good tried and true instrument. And then we wanted to make one that was kind of a cross between a strat and a PRS. Lo- a lot of people love strats. A lot of people love the PRS. Well, so we found something that we could do that had inherent qualities of both of those, you know, so a strat player would be happy playing this and a guy who played a PRS would be happy playing this because it's similar enough. Uh, and that worked out on that particular guitar very well. Uh, you know, uh, we've got, we've got one model, our Sonoida model, which is kind of a, a blend of a, between a Les Paul and a Tele, kind of in between those two. And, uh, uh, and that's been a great guitar. Arlen Roth's signature model is a, is a Sonoida. Um, and you know, it's just so that's kind of how these things have come about. You know, it's what can we do that those guys are going to like, but can, we can still be unique in it. It's not going to be the same old thing, you know, and uh, it's worked out pretty well for us that way. That's great. Yeah, that's great. Well, I got a couple more questions for you here before we wrap up. But uh, one of the things we've been facing, and I think we've talked, you and I have talked about this over the last uh, couple of weeks, just the uh, cost of goods and everything's going up. So what are, what are some ways that you have kind of dealt with that or adjusted to that in terms of your, just your material cost to, to make a guitar? Well, I'm glad I was hoping we could talk about that today because everybody's facing it, you know, in the last two and a half months or so, I've been inundated with emails and calls and stuff from, from vendors and from pickup makers <laughs> and, and a few other people talking about uh, the cost of things are going up and we're going to, we're going to have to do something about it. We don't know what yet, what, you know, but blah, blah, blah. And, um, and, and it's, it's very, it's, it's heartening, disheartening because we've always tried to make a really high quality guitar that's still affordable. And I know a $2,000 guitar is not affordable to everybody, but for a boutique um, handmade instrument i thought our price point has been really 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 good and and fair and i just put something out here a couple weeks ago on social media and and reached out to some of our clients about how our costs are probably going to go up because we just can't continue to do this 
with the cost of, I mean, shipping has been absolutely ridiculous. You know, it's gone crazy. Uh, the cost of our cases have doubled in, in price. Um, and I'm not going to send a guitar to anybody without a case. And I'm not going to send it in a, a case that is probably going to damage the guitar before it gets to them. So we, we use nothing but really, really nice cases. But the, that's, that cost has just is going to cripple us. You know, it's, it's amazing. So all of those things are, are things that we have to weigh and, and we're going to have to bite the bullet and we're going to have to start charging a little bit more for our instruments. And I'm hoping people are going to understand, you know, and some, some people, some people, I mean, I get people talking to me, they'll make a comment to me saying, well, I bought a $300 Squire and it's the best guitar I've ever owned. And I'll say, man, you should buy some more of them because that's what, that's what works for you. I think that's awesome. You know, it, but that's not the case for everybody. You know, uh, some people are looking for more or something different or, and that's where we come in, you know, is, is something a little bit uh, different and something that's going to last hopefully a lot longer. And, you know, you know, it's like talking to people about the difference between a, a, uh, a guitar made in China and a guitar made in the U.S. What, well, they look alike. You know, those Chinese guitars look really good, as a matter of fact. But it's not, not everything is as it seems, you know. And, and we try to talk about that. We use the best components. We use Porter pickups. We use, you know, the, we use the stuff that we know is going to be, it's going to stand the test of time, and it's going to be great for a long, long time. So, yeah, it's it's tough, but I'm not going to compromise the quality of my instruments just to keep the price really cheap. It's just not worth doing that. Yeah, you know that's that's a that is a sure sign of of a failing business. You know, it's not going <laughs> to it's not going to last. Yeah, or, or or corporate takeover, right? That that that's one sign of the the money guys doing the talking instead of the guitar guys. <laughs> yeah, and we've seen yeah, that I mean, in the industry over I, and over. Yeah, I mean, I'm a corporation, you know, but <laughs> it's not it's not quite the same, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a two person corporation, you know. It's it, it's uh, but but yeah, it's it's just you know we just have a certain way that we have to do things so that we sleep at night and we're and we have some success. So there's nothing better than having somebody who you. You know, I get phone calls from guys, and I just think, how lucky am I that 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 guy just called me? He's he's the best guitar player in the world. What's going on? You know, it's pretty cool, and I'm very very lucky. And the last thing I want to do is is hand him something that's that's going to be subpar. So I can't do it. I just can't. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just I you know, and we take we take suggestions from everybody we build guitars for. Um, I, I tell them, you be brutally honest when you get this guitar and you tell me exactly what you think because we want to get better. You know, there may be something that just, I didn't see it or I didn't, you know, think of it or, or maybe, you know, whatever, you know, uh, it's, um, those are things that, that we just have to do. And I'm very willing to suck that up and, and, uh, and take it if, if the next guitar goes out even better than the last one. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I got yes. I got one final question for you here, and then uh, at the end we'll just give you a chance to 
let people know how to find you, and we'll include those links at the at the bottom. But uh, this is just a little bit of a wild card, not too far off where we're just going there. But what's your favorite, or maybe top two or three non Delaney guitars? Oh, non Delaney guitars. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, I really like the guitars that Jason Schroeder's making. Oh yeah, I don't know if you know Jason. I don't. I, like I, his I use guitars. his hardware, but yeah, it's, it's yeah, I do great. too. I use some of his hardware, and and another small company. Uh, he and his wife Elizabeth are absolutely incredible people. Uh, I love them to death, and they've been very, very helpful to us over the years. And he does a he built a really nice guitar, so that's one. Um, I always liked. I don't know if I would say the whole company, but I I used to love. Uh, old Gibson Nighthawks. Mm. The Gibson Nighthawk is a, was a, a highly underrated instrument in my mind. Some of the tones you can get out of it are just incredible. Uh, it's a it's a cool guitar. We build a guitar similar to that now, uh, our Bisbee model, and I, I did that as as uh, just as a nod to Gibson because I thought this was such a great guitar. Other people should have these guitars. Now we do our electronics and stuff are a little bit different, but but they're close enough that you can get some incredible tonal variety out of the guitar, and they're just kind of a cool cool guitar. Um, so that's that's that particular guitar from Gibson was my favorite. Um, oh man, I'd say I'd say Porter just to just to kiss your butt, <laughs> no. but I've never played one of your guitars. Yeah. No, something so I, something else. Don't talk about me yeah. in the same way as you. But I, <laughs> I would love that opportunity. I'm going to just drop the hint now. I'd love that opportunity to play one of your guitars. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I'll have to come to Boise, I guess. Yes. Yeah, you're more than um, welcome. I'm trying to think. There's there are a couple others that I would just love to own, but I can't think of them off the top of my head. I love old Gretches, old Gretsch guitars are very cool, very unique, very different than anything else that's out there. I don't think I would have a new one, um, but the old ones, I've got a 1966 uh, Gretsch Tennessean, mm. uh, which is just uh, just the coolest guitar in the whole world. You know, it's I got it th- from my cousin who passed away, and, and it's a great guitar. Um, yeah, you know, that's something I don't build. You know, those Gretsch is a very cool instrument, but very unique. So that lot, you don't hear a lot of them because everybody's playing Gibsons and Fenders, you know? Yeah. That's so, a good, that's a good, yeah. that's a good list. Some, some, uh, non-traditional, a little bit of wild cards in there. I like it. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, it's all good stuff. There's a lot of good builders out there now, the boutique guys. I don't know that I want to really give them time, <laughs> but they're <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, that's your, that's your space you know? right there for sure. I get it. I get you know, it. I would, t- I'll tell them they're good. <laughs> that's right that's right well mike uh thanks again for being on the show today and just let us uh let us know where we can find you for those who are listening to this podcast we will include the links to your website um and some social media stuff as well so you could Great. see if you haven't heard of delaney guitars you definitely need to check them out um but yeah where can we find you mike the uh, uh, again i'm really glad that you said something because we're in the middle of revamping the website and hopefully I'm really hoping in the next week or so it's going to be up. Um, but it's DelaneyGuitars.com, D-E-L-A-N-E-Y, Guitars.com. Um, and the old website, I did that. I was the guy who made the website. And it was horrible. But it had information, and people knew how to get a hold of us, and it served its purpose. 
But the new website is going to be absolutely incredible. Val's doing it, and Val actually knows how to do this stuff. She's really good. And so that's my wife. Um, um, so it, it should be out uh, and available in the next week or so. And then I'm on most social media. Delaney Guitars on Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. I think that's everybody that I frequent. Um, that, and we, we show off stuff and we give out our artists tour schedules and, and stuff like that. We, we definitely invested in our artists doing well. And uh, anything we can do to help them out just to get bodies and seats to go, I never knew that guy was so good. We want to do it. Uh, and, and you know, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's where you can find us. Awesome. Well, thanks again for being on the show, Mike. And uh, I'm sure we will do this again in the future. Well, I really appreciate you, man. You know that. And, and just a plug for you, um, uh, you're not just a great pickup builder and guitar builder, but you're a good person and, and you're the kind of people that we love doing business with. And it, it just, it's important to us to be able to have people like you in our lives. So thank you very much yeah. for that. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. Yeah. Same. Likewise back to you. I think the, the uh, life is too short to, to work with too many crazy people. So if we can, <laughs> if we can have a few of us semi sane, I don't, I don't think people would look at, at, at us as totally sane, but um, if you know, if we can, if you it's can a work good with, crazy. yeah, it's right. <laughs> if you if you believe we're sane, then uh, yeah, we we do <laughs> we do genuinely uh, want to support each other, and 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 it means a lot to us uh, mutually yeah. for sure. All right, my friend. All right, sounds good. Thanks, Mike. Take care.